Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. Psalm 58 has a fairly long prefix. I'm going to read the prefix uh, to you just as it's written. For the director of music, period, to the tune of Do Not Destroy, period, of David, period, a mictum, period. And so these different headings, captions from ancient times indicate various aspects of this psalm. And so notice um, I mentioned of David, so it's a Davidic psalm. It is um, a musical instruction that's put in, in place that says to be performed to the tune of Do Not Destroy. So apparently there was a known uh, hymn or tune or popular tune or whatever in David's day called Do Not Destroy. And he wanted this psalm chanted, sung, prayed, rehearsed publicly to the tune of that song. And this particular psalm is another of David's kind of signature imprecatory psalms. Uh, In it, he denounces the wicked. It's very strong language in places, and there's some idiomatic um, speech within it, too, that I'll try to explain. But the occasion for the writing of this is unknown. There's no um, indication from the prefix of why David wrote this. But it was certainly during a time when David was opposed by wicked people, and some believe that this was written uh, during Absalom's rebellion. At this late date, some 3,000 years after the fact, it's um, difficult, if not impossible, to know. But at the very least, it was written concerning David's observations about wicked people and his desires for and prayers for what God should do with the wicked people. <laughs> David uniquely, um, in his prayers in the Bible, prayed for judgment to fall on those that he considered wicked or Uh, those who were in opposition to him when he was acting um, in a righteous manner on behalf of the Lord. So let's read now Psalm 58, and I'll read the prefix again. For the director of music, to the tune of Do Not Destroy, of David, a mictam. Do you rulers indeed speak justly? Do you judge people with equity? No, in your heart you devise injustice, and your hands mete out violence on the earth. Even from birth the wicked go astray. From the womb they are wayward, spreading lies. Their venom is like the venom of a snake, like that of a cobra that has stopped its ears, that will not heed the tune of the charmer however skillful the enchanter may be. Break the teeth in their mouths, O God. Lord, tear out the fangs of those lions. Let them vanish like water that flows away. When they draw the bow, let their arrows fall short. May they be like a slug that melts away as it moves along like a stillborn child that never sees the sun. Before your pots can feel the heat of the thorns, whether they be green or dry, the wicked will be swept away. The righteous will be glad when they are avenged. 
when they dip their feet in the blood of the wicked. Then people will say, Surely the righteous still are rewarded. Surely there is a God who judges the earth. So David once again uses uh, very harsh and direct language concerning his um, opinion and his hopes and his prayers and observations about the wicked. And so in the first verse, he asks two questions. Do you rulers indeed speak justly? Do you judge people with equity? So these two questions uh, seem to be directed at some people who were alive in David's day. And uh, at the time, they may have known who they were. You know, you know who you are. Do you rulers speak justly? Do you judge people with equity? And then David answers his questions. He says, no, in your heart, you devise injustice and your hands mete out violence on the earth. Now, of course, this could be generally applied to wicked rulers and and judges everywhere. But uh, once again, in context, um, David probably had some some very specific people in mind, and he didn't mind addressing them uh, publicly in this way. He then makes some observations on the wicked, these uh, these wicked opponents of his and, and all wicked in general. He says, even from birth, the wicked go astray. From the womb, they are wayward, spreading their lies. Their venom is like the venom of a snake. And of course, poetic language here. Humans don't have venom, but their venom is like the venom of a snake, like that of a cobra that has stopped its ears that will not heed the tune of the charmer, however skillful the enchanter may be. So interesting reference to a, a snake charmer. We often think of, of India in terms of the cobras and the snake charmers, but these things were also common in the Middle East. And uh, as much as we may not be aware, cobras were common and indigenous to Israel. I don't think they are anymore, but at one time they were. And so um, uh, you've probably seen old movies with somebody charming a cobra. And David compares these uh, wicked people to cobras. And um, not only cobras, but cobras that, uh, that can't be charmed. Uh, they're going to they're gonna attack with uh, venomous intent by spreading their lies and um, uh, their wickedness. David then goes into his imprecatory prayers for these wicked people. And I love this opening line, verse 6, Break the teeth in their mouths, O God. That's, uh, that's very harsh, you know. Break the teeth in their mouths. Okay, David, that's pretty explicit. Lord, tear out the fangs of those lions. Let them vanish like water that flows away. When they draw the bow, let their arrows fall short. May they be like a slug that melts away as it moves along like a stillborn child that never sees the sun. And so very, uh, very graphic imagery, broken teeth, tearing out fangs like those of lions, made the wicked be like a slug. I'm sure every, every child has seen a slug kind of shrivel up on a hot sidewalk. And that's the image uh, that he, he invokes for the wicked. And like a stillborn child that never sees the sun. And then there's a little bit of an idiomatic line. It says, before your pots can feel the heat of the thorns, whether they be green or dry, the wicked will be swept away. And so uh, another version, the Passion Version, translates that the intent of that line this way. He says, 
God will sweep them away so fast that they'll never know what hit them. I believe that is the, uh, the correct meaning of that verse 9. And finally, David closes with um, a faith decree, essentially, or several, saying that the righteous will prevail over the wicked. Verse 10, the righteous will be glad when they are avenged, when they dip their feet in the blood of the wicked. Then people will say, surely the righteous still are rewarded. Surely there's a God who judges the earth. And so certainly this is um, something that is before us. We may not see those things in the days of our flesh, but uh, the God of all the earth will indeed judge the righteous and the wicked alike in the fullness of time. And the righteous will be vindicated. And sadly, um, uh, the wicked will be punished and their punishment and estrangement from God will be eternal. So, Lord, uh, we recognize that David was a warrior. As a warrior and a soldier, he, um, uh, he had opposition. He had enemies that would fight with weapons. And as a politician, he had various political enemies that would fight with words. Lord, he called on you to judge those who were operating unjustly. And Lord, um, with David, we often observe the, the lives of the wicked and their seeming venomous attacks like those of cobra snakes. Lord, we do pray that you would uh, shut the attacks of the enemy down, like a God perhaps who could tear out fangs from lions. But Lord, in our case, we pray that you would turn their hearts toward Jesus. Lord, defend us from the attacks and their their spiritual arrows and the things that they may do unrighteously, Lord. But use this season in the days of their flesh to turn their hearts toward repentance. Bring convictions so that they'll turn away and not be swept away forever. God, as the righteous are avenged in the fullness of time, we know that there will be judgment on the wicked. But today is the day of salvation. And Lord, we ask that the God of the of the whole earth would bring salvation to men, women, and children everywhere in every tribe, tongue, and nation. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.